UCLA football, 2022 college football playoff contender. Let's talk about their path to the college football playoff. Here's how. Unlocked on UCLA. You are locked on UCLA, your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Locked On UCLA. It's your host, Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer, D1 play-by-play broadcaster and diehard UCLA Bruins fan. Thanks for making Locked On UCLA your first listen each and every day. You can like, comment, subscribe. It's free wherever you get your podcasts, and you can also find it on YouTube. Thanks for tuning in today. Let's get right to it. UCLA, top 10 in the AP Top 25 poll, top 10 in the USA Today coaches poll, number 9, number 10, either above or below Oregon, whichever poll you use, which means UCLA has a chance and very much of a path to get to the college football playoff. How, you may say so? How? They've got lots of teams to leapfrog, including a one-loss Alabama, other teams from the SEC, Big Ten, and Big 12 teams, all to get to a potential top-four spot in the college football playoff. But for now, let's go over what UCLA has done thus far. 6-0 and in their first half of the schedule, 3-0 and in conference play, with still the back half of their conference to play. UCLA, in back-to-back weeks before their bye, knocked off two top 15 teams. They had arguably, if you look at strength of schedule numbers, one of the weakest schedules in the country, but nobody can deny the fact that at the time they played the Washington and Utah games, those teams are both top 25, top 15 teams in their schedule. UCLA can then earn more respect this week by going to Eugene college game day, even more the nation's eyes on them and knocking off the Ducks team whose only loss was in a neutral site quote-unquote, in Atlanta, Georgia, against the number one Georgia Bulldogs, who trounced the Ducks. That's the Ducks' only loss to the number one team in the country in a neutral site, quote-unquote, road game. So UCLA can earn more eyes, more respect, more votes by beating Oregon. And even though SC took their first loss of the year over the weekend to Utah, which even makes that UCLA win over Utah more impressive, if SC doesn't stumble again, the Bruins, if they compile an unbeaten resume... Moving forward, that would mean at the time of the game was played, I know it kind of looks different with strength of schedule at the end of the year, but UCLA could potentially have four top 15 wins. And if South Alabama keeps winning, that close win might not be as bad as initially indicated with the Jaguars of South Alabama out of the Sunbelt, which has already been a fun conference to look at out of the group of five for the likes of college football. UCLA certainly has their path. They still have more than half their schedule to play. UCLA has to play their back six, back half of the six games. You have the likes of a potential either bowl game or and or a Pac-12 title game, which makes the back half of their schedule so crucial. Not too many resume-building wins left other than the two big ones, SC and Oregon, one at home, and the most important road game of the year with some stumble opportunities and trap games later. But UCLA has some chances. This is who's on top of the Bruins in the AP Top 25 football poll. I know basketball just got released. Here we go. You have TCU, who's just ahead of the Bruins, out of the Big 12. That is the last hope for the Big 12, like UCLA is the last hope for the Pac-12 in the football scheme of things. Both teams 
carrying the conference's hopes to carry them towards college football playoff relevancy this year. And as we hope not to have 50 billion SEC teams in the four playoff, 14 playoff, it's up to the Bruins, it's up to the Horned Frogs and other teams, other conferences to keep that resume up. TCU, as we look over some other teams' schedules, they're playing Kansas State at home this week for first place in the Big 12. They also have a divisionless conference title game. So TCU, who is just ahead of UCLA, has Kansas State at West Virginia, at Texas, at Baylor, on top of a college a conference title game to win. Then you have Ole Miss, and the SEC teams can beat up on each other, but Ole Miss undefeated, Alabama at home, at Mississippi State, and they have to win an SEC title game. Michigan-Ohio State, while they are top five, top six ranked teams, top four, you know, you, you have the likes of Michigan-Ohio State, the, those two teams are going to knock out each other, knock out the other one from a division title, and while it's only been shown thus far that the SEC can make it to a top to a top four spot with two teams from the same conference, the Big Ten, I'm not sure, is going to get that love. Michigan-Ohio State, one of those two teams will knock out the other. Quite a year for Michigan to back out of that contract, huh? Yeah, whatever. We can talk about it later. Michigan and Ohio State, they, they'll probably knock out one another. So one of those teams will sustain a loss and then have to win a conference title game. Alabama. Well, they're the team with one loss that can make it somehow without making winning the conference title as they've done it before or finding a way to work their way back in the conversation. Bama's got one loss. They have a tough LSU game on the road after LSU has a bye at El Miss and the SEC title game, which they would have to probably go through either an unbeaten Tennessee or a Georgia team that's been trouncing opponents. And then Clemson, well, they are a team that has a schedule that's leaning its way towards being unbeaten, but they play at home against an unbeaten Syracuse team who's in the top 14. And while you guys might laugh at me now, they have a sneaky tough road game at Notre Dame where Notre Dame's kind of gotten some interesting wins this year and some terrible losses. So who knows? And then Clemson could maybe cakewalk their way into an ACC title game and win the ACC title before finding their se- themselves unbeaten. So there is some help to be needed for the Bruins, but not without the fact that they have already a couple of resume opening wins. The Washington win kind of put UCLA on the map. UCLA on the map. Utah gave them, oh, all right, let's go. And the Oregon game is crucial. It's crucial for so many reasons. So many reasons, which we'll talk about in just a moment as we say, all right, what, what are the implications Oh, the Oregon game. Well, let's talk about Simply Safe first and just say, all right, with Simply Safe, just know that the numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. They have their back, they have your back. 24-7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. They've got security that can instantly detect threats to your home, whether it be fires, floods, other threats. They have agents who can call you a moment that the threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders, even if you can't be reached or if you're not even at home. They blanket your home in protection, advanced sensors in every room, customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. You can save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan, and you can get your first month for free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on college to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. 
All right, we're cruising here on Locked On UCLA. Again, thanks for the love, comments, and support. Bruins, they have an absolutely monumental game. Kind of piggybacking off the first segment, UCLA certainly has their path to a college football playoff, if not at least a Pac-12 title game and a Rose Bowl berth, but it starts with their game against Oregon. Already announced college game, college game day for the second year is highlighting this UCLA-Oregon matchup, this time not in the Rose Bowl, this time in Eugene in Otson, which helps the Bruins kind of be able to bolster the resume when you can win a game on the road against the likes of the Oregon Ducks, who sit there at number 10 or number 9, whichever pull you use. UCLA can get a big resume bolstering road win, which is something that they've been lacking. A lot of teams in college football have pretty cupcake road schedules, hint SEC, but UCLA can find themselves with an easy home schedule early, build up those home ranked wins at the time against Washington and then now Utah heading into the bye and let the carnage of college football last weekend kind of dictate itself. So many crazy upsets, of course, Tennessee, Alabama, you had TCU fighting to knock off Oklahoma State to jump in the, jump in the top 10. So many altering wins and it's UCLA by simply sitting put, staying put, resting, recovering, preparing for the Oregon game. They leapfrog in the top 25. This will be for UCLA their 10th time on college game day. UCLA is 3-6 and six in those games, and of those 10 times, including the weekend matchup against Oregon this upcoming Saturday, UCLA is 3-6, and six, and they've played Oregon now four times, twice in the Rose Bowl, and then in Eugene once. This will be the second time. UCLA lost last year at home against the Ducks in a heartbreaking fashion, even Dorian Thompson-Robinson finding himself on the wrong end of things when he was injured late and garbage that had come in, almost leading UCLA to a potential game-tying or game-winning drive. But UCLA and Oregon highlighting the docket. Oregon, who already has one loss to Georgia, they're playing to be, like UCLA, the remaining unbeaten in Pac-12 conference play. UCLA is the only unbeaten in the Pac-12 as its entirety with the Trojans going down in late fashion in Salt Lake City against the Utes after the late two-point conversion completed and successful by Cam Rising. UCLA is trying to do something that has not been done since the Pac-12 has become, since the Pac-10 became the Pac-12. Since Oregon did it in 2010, UCLA is looking to be the first unbeaten conference champion in the history of the Pac-12 era. That's dating back to 2011 to now. Probably part of the reason why the Pac-12 hasn't gotten much love is because they're not going unbeaten through conference play. And UCLA is going to need to do that, which is why this Oregon matchup is so crucial. You know, I know there's so still more than half the games to be played. We've reached the quote-unquote halfway point, but UCLA at the minimum has 13 games, potentially 14 games. With the nation's eyes on the Bruins this week, and regardless of which way people pick, the Bruins kind of opening now, as we'll get to, as dogs. They, they have chances to open up some eyes, open up some hearts, and get some more love if you go into Eugene with all the nostalgia of Chip Kelly bringing the Bruins back to this time, a crowd in Eugene. If you remember two years ago, UCLA played in Oregon in 2020, had a chance to win. Again, one of those many crushing close losses in 2020, but that was without a crowd or a true atmosphere in Otson and without DTR. UCLA now with the chance to try and do something that no Pac-12 team has done. Get through the conference slate unscathed 
through the conference championship game and be unbeaten, not just in the regular season, simply through a conference slate of games, and nobody's been able to do that. On top of trying to win this game, if UCLA wins this game, with what they have going forward, they almost have a guarantee of getting to the Pac-12 title game. You beat Oregon, and then you take care of business. You're almost afforded one slip-up after that, which would be crushing to their playoff hopes, yes. But a win against Oregon on the road, and based on the way the standings are looking with Utah and Oregon and SC already, if they could all have one loss and UCLA sits there unbeaten, Bruins could have a majority of the tiebreakers in their favor moving forward. The nation's eyes are on the Bruins and the Ducks. The Ducks are trying to say, hey, we're wanting to build towards something in the future under their new head coach, Dan Lanning. UCLA says, hey, we've been building for years, wanting, waiting for this atmosphere, and why is it not better than for Chip Kelly for the Bruins to potentially go through the Ducks on a nationwide landscape in the middle of the day on a college football Saturday, probably outside of the late-night primetime game, one of the most viewed slots of college football, and on the road in Austin in front of a potentially most jam-packed crazy crowd. It will be easily the best atmosphere the Bruins have seen all season to try and knock off the Ducks and prove once again that they belong. It's the big, big one this week, and they already proved it against Utah, and we'll see how Chip Kelly and the Bruins stayed up to date during the week, during the bye week. But game day's coming. It's a top 10 matchup in the Pac-12. Easily the biggest game for the Pac-12 this season. UCLA, Oregon, top 10 teams. UCLA's been the reason why Pac-12's been getting some, you know, national recognition. Three straight games where they've had either quote-unquote slight primetime national TV game with this Oregon game getting the most recognition. And that could set up the Bruins for success going to the playoff later. If the Bruins, as we piggyback off that first segment, win it, it'd be their third top 15 win at least this season at the time of the game and arguably third or second top 11, top 12 win, and including one on the road. That's it's a big week. They can try and leapfrog teams, and there's so much implications for the Bruins who are trying to do something that has not been done in the Pac-12 era, go unbeaten during the Pac-12 time, during the Pac-12 conference play, and try to do something they haven't done since 2004, which is beat Oregon in Eugene, which has been so tough to do. It's in front of the Bruins. It's in front of them, but they have to do it. They've they had their opportunity. Sometimes you have to ask for help. UCLA has their golden opportunity right in front of them. It's right there. It is what it is. That's why the Bruins, they open as dogs, minus six against Oregon on the road. You know, last year Lee Corso on college game day picked the Bruins and they fell short. Despite that early start and very horrendous middle portion of the game and a late almost miraculous comeback. It's the Bruins this year that start off as dogs against Oregon in Austin, probably rightfully so. Again, we've been building UCLA needing respect. This is the biggest test of them all to this point of the season. They've been growing in impact over the last three weeks and doesn't get any better than the, you know, the minus six UCLA starts with from Bet Online, because that's your number one source for football betting information this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, and podcasts with in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. As always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games, and will be postseason, boxing, golf, whatever it is. Just go check out Bet Online or use your 
mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. As we keep trending towards this end of the show, UCLA, men's basketball, they're also in the top 10. AP top 25 preseason poll has been released. And of course, I know we already teased it a little bit earlier. Let's go back to the basketball team to wrap up today's show. UCLA is officially number eight. The Bruins have been climbing football-wise to get to number nine, and the basketball team, with all this hype, is slotted in at number eight already. For the Bruins, they're going to have a potential interesting schedule moving forward for their basketball team. At the moment, from what I counted, there's five separate teams the Bruins are going to play at the time of the release of the top 25 poll for the men's hoop side, where UCLA's schedule is, despite a maybe lackluster non-conference home schedule for the fan base, UCLA has five ranked matchups. Every team that they're playing that's a big name away from home, Illinois, ranked. Either Baylor or Virginia, ranked. Then you have the likes of, all right, let's, let's move a little down the schedule. Kentucky. Well, Kentucky, well, that's going to speak for itself. Ranked matchup on the road. UCLA, their early conference home opener in early December, a sneaky Sunday afternoon matchup against the Oregon Ducks. And the Ducks are ranked. Of course they are. They always get that kind of love as the Bruins are now starting to garner year in and year out. And that's what Mick Cronin's been trying to build. It went from where UCLA was, all right, enjoying that one year of maybe relevancy with Steve Alford in terms of, all right, that fun year with Lonzo Ball and company. But now the Bruins aren't just building for Sweet 16s. They're trying to build for Final Fours. And while the excitement begins for UCLA and being in the top eight, they have so many tough games, a lot of easy games where they can stack up the wins, but so many prove-it games. And while I mentioned there's five preseason top 25 teams that they're going to play, that's going to account for seven because they play Arizona twice and Oregon twice in the Pac-12 schedule, once at home and home. There's opportunities for, say, you know, USC could make it in. Maryland's always a team in the Big Ten. That's a road game. They can maybe crack it in. There's even more opportunities for the Bruins to play some sneaky top 25 teams down the line. So, again, another tough schedule. A lot of these tough tests on the road, which as I've already kind of mentioned in our slight mini preview for men's basketball for UCLA and Mick Cronin, this is what he's been building. He wanted to get the program to where it's been. Remember the time at the hiring people were looking for who's going to be the next UCLA coach? Well, it's proven that Mick Cronin was the right guy to build. And now the next thing after UCLA has not only won, been to the national, to the final four on a national stage where it took a miraculous shot to beat them. You got the, the expectations wing of top five, top 10, right? Just like how it was maybe that early Ben Howland era as they're trying to build back to a significant program as we just passed the the birthday of the late, great John Wooden of the historical days. Now it's the year in and year out expectations. He's kind of building, albeit with no transfers, a lot of youth on this team. As I mentioned, so many freshmen, which is the only hesitation I have to this top 10 ranking for the Bruins. Not that they don't deserve it, but the question is, will they prove it by the time the end of the season is walked around and we get to NCAA tournament time? A young team with fought with seven games against preseason top 25 teams and five of those are away from Poly Pavilion in Westwood. So this is definitely a prove it schedule. 
some, all right, feeler games against non-conference teams in mid-majors, Norfolk State, Sac State, Long Beach State, even Bellarmine, who did win their conference title last year, didn't make it to the tournament because they were ineligible. But whatever it may be, UCLA has kind of picked the part and found three mid-major conference regular season champions or tournament champions. And then in the midst of their games against power five, power six, whatever it be conference opponents or non-conference opponents, including some PAC 12 games, UCLA plays the majority of those away from home. So this is going to be an interesting one and an interesting challenge that Mick Cronin's already alluded to in his preseason interviews, how, all right, he's got to coach again. He got to learn. This isn't a, a group that's coming back from last year. That's expected something. The expectations are there, but we need to see how they play on the floor first. Not again, even game one, game two, building how they learn in the different atmospheres with the raging fan bases all across the country, just like the UCLA basketball one is. How will they do against those big time fan against those big time programs? You got the Blue Bloods in there, got those other programs in there, and UCLA has a chance to really sparkle this year, or maybe they might run through some stumbles and might be building late, as Mick Cronin's kind of tended to have them going throughout this season. So the Bruins, top 10 in both football and basketball, means you should go check out Spencer McLaughlin's Locked On Pac-12 as your second listen today. It's a good show. We'll probably be tag-teaming at a crossover because he does host Locked On Ducks too. So we will talk probably at the crossover at some point during the week leading up to the UCLA basketball matchup. In the meantime, thanks for like, commenting, and subscribing for Locked On UCLA on YouTube. You can find the podcast wherever it may be. Get your hands up, Bruins fans. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, U, C, L, A, U, C, L, A, fight, 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 let's go, we're getting crazy up in here, let's go, let's rock and roll, let's get nutty, this has been Locked On UCLA, go Bruins!